It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. There it is, uh, the brand new theme song from Josh Caterer of Smoking Popes. It is Car Con Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. That car is my Mazda 3. I'm James Van Ostel, sitting shotgun this week. Comedian Paul Farivar. How you doing? Uh, good. We're in Lincoln Park. This was your choice. Uh, for this week's episode, uh, we're going to a burrito place. You insisted. I insisted. I'm a big burrito connoisseur, and I feel that uh, I wanted to share the wealth of my burrito place that I go to quite often. Let me put it another way. I suggested, since uh, we were going to go to Lincoln Park, I suggested going to Wiener Circle. You did. And you said, no, burritos are kind of my brand. That's true. What does I, that mean? I talk, I, I talk about uh, burritos a lot uh, on on uh, social media because I think it's, it's if it was socially acceptable to eat a burrito for every meal, I would do it. it just It's just not... So unfortunately, I mean, you can't you can't do it. But I really enjoy them, and I feel like uh, uh, there are so many amazing places in Chicago to get them, and they're so different and unique everywhere you go that um, you know you got to try it. So I, I want to get into the burritos and where we are for the show in a second. I want to talk to you, talk about comedy, talk about Laugh Factory, and the shows you do there. You know what I hate about podcasts, by What's and large, that? it's how they all open with some kind of shilling for money or some kind of sponsorship thing all those npr podcasts are the same you know we're, we're looking for help and you know, sponsors and it, it's all very dry and boring so what i'm going to do is talk about some sponsors of carcon carne okay just to be competitive uh, specifically carcon carne is on patreon patreon is uh, a crowdfunding website that lets you contribute to artists who make art and carcon carne uh, the idea behind Carcon Carne is every week we're going to a new restaurant and we're eating food in the car. We're taking it to go. It is not a cheap venture. And uh, Carcon Carne could use some help. And there are some people who have boldly stepped up and supported Carcon Carne. And I want to personally recognize them and thank them for uh, supporting the show. Dana Carroll Ryle, Kimmy Rudolph, Andy Darer, John Flickinger, Dustin Ritchie, Michael Gebert, Katie Gibson, and Keith Conrad. Thank you, one and all. This podcast exists because of you, and if you like it, uh, let a friend know $1 a month can ensure the future of car-based food podcasting. So here we go. What's the restaurant you picked for tonight? I picked a Yende Burritos or a Yende Tech House, whatever you want to call it. It's just a Yende. It's, uh, they have two locations, one uh, in Lincoln and Webster, which is right by me, and the other one is Lincoln on Fullerton. So. Yeah, I used to live in Lincoln Park. I, my first apartment was 1134 West Fullerton. I had to move out of Lincoln Park. There weren't enough places for college kids to drink. I, I needed to relocate. Yeah. No, it's... it's I, I, my parents dropped me off here like uh, 20 years ago, and I just stayed like a creep. So I'm like the... I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck here, uh, unfortunately, for uh, for the time being. So. All right, tell me, you do shows monthly at Laugh Factory. Uh, yeah, so I, I do shows all over the city. I'm not just at uh, Laugh Factory. I'm, I'm at uh, Zany's as well and, uh, and Riddles I'm doing uh, in February. But the main show we do at, uh, at Laugh Factory, my show, is called Drink Date Laugh. It's uh, the first Friday of every month, and the next one is uh, January 1st, if this... And dating uh, figures into your comedy. Yeah, I you know it used I used to have a show called Singles Only. It was uh, it was every week, 
And uh, a lot of people were showing up that were in relationships, just like kind of peeking in on it. And they wanted to share their stories. And they said, hey, why is it? Why can't we be a part of this? And I said, you know what? Uh, why don't we just make it open to everybody? Because everybody has dating and relationship stories. And it's pretty amazing. We, we've, uh, we've broken up some couples. And, uh, <laughs> and so far, the first week was really fun. And, uh, and, we've, and we've, we've made couples, too, I think. Uh, I, I would imagine comics are hard to date. Comics are definitely hard to date. It's uh, it's it's a hard schedule to live where you know you have shows every night, so you can't really go to dinner unless you go to dinner at like really early or super late. Yeah, Allende is usually where I end up on on the date <laughs> at ten thirty, or it's the only thing open late at night. So charmer. Yeah, and I'm sure there's also the fear. Hey, you know, if I'm a woman looking to date Paul, uh, what if I end up in his act? That's you know a lot of people think that when they they hear that I'm just like you you have to be really really interesting for that to happen I don't and, uh, <laughs> and something don't weird happens yourself, sweetheart yeah. no I mean it's just there's really not a lot of stories that that have ended up happening like that unless it's like super shock value and and of course you know if I do do that uh, they they know right away it's going to happen because it's it's like we both look at each other I'm like I'm sorry but that's <laughs> that's got to be it's used. going in the show yeah. All right, let's break up in these burritos. Yes, you ordered for me. You you took you played the role of the man. I did. Yeah, you, you insisted on what I was going to have. Right. You well, you you opened the door for me, so I feel like we're even. I so. did, and I should mention before we crank up in these burritos, I opened the door for you to set up the microphone apparatus. My microphone apparatus somehow lost a part between the last episode and this one, so I was almost in a position where I couldn't record tonight. Because my microphone couldn't attach to the steering wheel. Because we are so close to where you live, Paul Farivar, Yes. Uh, you were able to run across the street get a, to get a roll of duct tape. And right. we now have my microphone duct taped to a clamp, which is clamped on my steering wheel. Right. And we're just two guys sitting in a car uh, with all dark clothes, just uh, with duct tape in our car. Totally yes. normal. Totally uh, normal. But this, this again, <laughs> speaks to the need for Patreon. Uh, these clamps <laughs> are really expensive and... I'll be rolling with duct tape for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's a perfect, perfectly viable solution. All right, I can't even reach. Okay. I've got a microphone in front of me. So you insisted on the steak burrito. Steak burrito, no sour cream. It's called the Paul Farvar. We have one straw because I dropped one somewhere. Okay. Um, so do you want the straw so you we can know whose is whose? You can have the straw. I'm going to be the straw man. The hot sauce is the key, which is. Uh, How is hot it? is it? It's really hot. Um, so you got to. So be I don't want to do that then. But it's it's the you know if it's on steak when it goes on the meat it's not as bad, um, and you have soda to, to to take care of yourself afterwards. But hasn't it been proven that soda doesn't actually take away the heat? That's true. Okay, I actually uh, didn't know you knew that, so I guess that argument is false. But you gotta well, have this the is hot a food sauce. podcast in a car. I know all this stuff. Yeah, the hot the the hot sauce is the key. I mean, I wish to I wish without the hot sauce it's it's just uh, an above average burrito. Now we got these burritos to go. Probably 15 minutes ago. Yes. It is still steaming hot, infernally hot. Yes. And you know we're sitting here. We're uh, it's Christmas week in Chicago, 2015. The weather's been cooperative. It's been warmer out, like abnormally warm. Yeah. I walked outside today to, to meet you outside Allende, and it was really cold. It was, and I thought, oh man, I'm really uncomfortable. I, I need to bundle up. But every time I complain about cold this week. People say, well, think about what it could be. Yeah. Like, is it not okay to be cold to say you're cold if it's not as cold as it could be? I'm still cold, right? No, you're right. People should, they're just trying to remind you of the positive, the glass half full. 
of Chicago weather. Well, as a comedian, the glass half empty position is always the better one to take, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty much how it works. Yeah, we gotta you gotta be depressed. All right, the hot sauce is key. Hot sauce is key. Um, Burritos are so not easy to eat in a car, Paul. You realize this? Well, if you were gonna, what were you gonna get at, at Wiener Search? A hot dog? I mean, that's not gonna be easy either. Yeah, but if you if you kind of brush off some of the toppings, you can get it in without too much incident. That's true. When you take that first bite, make sure there's you're gonna get juice on the outside, so make sure you got it covered. So I like to put a little on top. Okay. There's it's, an art to it's this. Not your first rodeo, I know, but. This is drunk food. You realize this is drunk. Oh, you're, you're, no. You're showing me the, this artful way to eat this $5 burrito, but this is really... I, I eat it all the time. I eat it sober. And? It's perfectly yummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfectly yummy. I haven't really got to the hot sauce yet. A little concerned. Well, it comes... It kicks a little... I have to like lean into it, which means I'm leaning right into the microphone. What is happening out there? Um, a girl just walked out wearing a Christmas outfit. Maybe it's a Tinder date. That's the luckiest Tinder date ever for that dude. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of back in the day, I've lived here for a long time, but this place that we're in front of, oh, he's got a bottle of champagne. Um, that's an awkward hug. So they're yeah, they're friends. They're friends. Um, Maybe he's gay. Maybe it's possible. But this place used to be all flight attendants that lived in this building so it's like a party town she's not warm enough in that skirt no she can't possibly be super super short skirt they're waiting for someone else maybe she just told them no to the bottle of champagne I have to work tomorrow (laughs) alright sorry should we ask them if they want some duct tape (laughs) yeah and some chloroform. Yeah, here. It's date night in Chicago. Merry yeah. Christmas. We've been drinking all day, and we're eating a burrito right now at 8 o'clock. Here's some duct tape. I was shopping at uh, Mariano's this week, Sunday, and a oh wait, dude brought ice. We're going to have a party there. Three guys. Three guys, and just her. Three guys, one girl. And as dressed up as she is, I mean, she, look, she looks yeah, cute. Yeah, she's she looks, cute. These guys completely didn't rise to the occasion. No. Like, just pull up your weird pants. situation. What is going on here? Okay. I don't know. Actually, it looks like they're checking out a house. Like, maybe she's a, a real estate a agent. For, oh, maybe. So I went to Mariano's. Mm-hmm. And I was almost done with my shopping. I was looking for Gruyere cheese for a mac and cheese recipe. And then they have that cheese section, which is lovely. Usually there are some samples, some kind of brie or whatnot. I find my Gruyere, turn around, my cart's missing. And I start flipping out. Like, I know I didn't misplace my cart. So I start wandering the store. I mean, it was almost done. I was almost at the finish line. Like, I'd already been there for like an hour. I finally catch up to a woman, maybe 55, 60, pushing my cart. And I stopped her. I said, excuse me, that's my cart. And she looked at me, looked down at the cart, looked back up again and said, huh. I wouldn't have bought this stuff anyway. <laughs> she walked away. Now, were you in that situation? Wouldn't you say something like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that! I'm, I'm such an idiot. Yeah. How, I, you know, oh, holiday season, too much eggnog. What have I done?" Yeah. What What was she thinking? Or did she? What What happened to her card? 
I don't know, but she put pita chips in mine. I've never liked pita chips. They're too hard. Yeah. If you want something to snack on with hummus, just go for the real deal. Go for the mm-hmm. Kronos. Mm-hmm. The pita bread. Agreed. Um, the hot sauce isn't debilitating, by the way. It's totally okay. okay. Well, that's good to hear. A lot of people freak out by it. Are you putting enough in? <laughs> Not the first time I heard that this week. Huh? Are you sure it's not still Flight Attendant Central over there? It looks like it, yeah. Now there's a girl standing outside just waiting. Mm-hmm. I really I want to know what was that other situation. I know. Everyone looks a little youthful and hot. Mm-hmm. Like us in the late 90s. When did you decide you wanted to do comedy? Well, um, it was on a fluke. Um, my friend had started doing stand-up. I encouraged him to do stand-up because I thought it was really funny. And he had done it a long time ago. A local comic here, Chris Bader. And um, I told him to enroll in Second City. Um, or I encouraged him to. He was going to. And he said, I'll only do it if you do it. And I said, okay, I'll take a class. <laughs> that seems like something you don't do solitary. Like, yeah. You, you do it with a friend. And we always like to hang out and um, joke around. So I did it. We ended up both liking improv a lot. And then we ended up taking more classes there together. We graduated the conservatory, did all that stuff. But in the meantime, we started doing stand-up on the side. And then um, he was opening for Bob Saget um, at a show. And I was backstage just hanging around with Bob Saget. And I, and I cracked a joke, made Bob Saget laugh. He's like, oh, are you doing that tonight? And I said, no, I'm actually not going up. I'm just, you know here supporting a friend he made me like his pseudo manager to, to mm-hmm. calm him down because he was really nervous and then Bob was like well just go up there and just do that anyway I'm like no I've never done stand up before and uh, anyway short story is I, I, I pushed out and didn't do it <laughs> but um, the next day I did an open mic and uh, I had so much fun I ended up doing it again the following week and I won some open mic contests like the second time I did a comedy. That's an interesting chain of events. And then now I'm stuck in it. Yeah, like it's, it's the lo- that's the longest version of it I can tell. But I really, I don't know how it ended up. I always used to love watching stand-ups growing up, but I never thought I would ever. But we're, we're comparably aged, and I, I do too. And I still, like, when I get stuck in traffic, I don't want to listen to music. I listen to comedy albums. Yeah. I, I love listening to stand-up. But I think, thinking about the Second City path, it seems to me, and I truly don't know, but it seems to me that improv and stand-up are totally different muscle Absolutely. groups. Totally different. But they give you the confidence. I think they're related in a sense where you learn to tell a story and kind of act it out a little bit. Improv chops come into hand there. And I already kind of emceed a lot of stuff before I did stand-up. And I, always, always, I was in bands forever, so I loved being on stage. I loved having a mic in front of me, even though I wasn't a singer. Anytime I got an ch- opportunity to to talk or use a mic I would get excited because you're a guitarist in the back no one cares which is um, true because you were actually excited to do this podcast yeah that's right I was like I'll definitely do it so um, but yeah I, I, I remember my older brother took me to see the movie Raw Eddie Murphy when I was like 6th uh, grade and I remember just being in the theater not understanding like 50% of the stuff he was saying sure. but laughing my, my butt off and uh and then I just, you know, I, I, I liked Andrew Dice Clay when I was in junior high. Yep. Before you knew that it was wrong, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was before he was controversial or 
super controversial, I should say. Is it hard now that you do stand up? Is it hard to watch other stand ups? Do you do you find like you can't even because you, you you either find stuff they do that's really really good and it's intimidating, or stuff they do that really really sucks and it makes you angry? Yes, it's really hard to watch, um, and it's also hard to watch because then you're afraid that something will seep into your brain and then you might accidentally try to use it. So I try to avoid it. There's only a few comics that are not like my style that I'll watch because I know that I really enjoy them. But at the same time, it's really intimidating too. Like when you see someone like um, John Mulaney, I saw his stand-up and I I had to turn it off because it was so amazing to watch him. I had to watch a different comic who I knew wasn't as good. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Now I feel better. So... All right, so Laugh Factory, mm-hmm. January first. So that's you know, people have had the chance to sleep in. Mm-hmm. The hangovers will be mostly gone by then. It's a Friday night. Yeah, you don't have to get drunk. You want to take it easy. Don't want to go out to a bar again. It's a perfect combination. Come and hear people's stories, and we we give away a hundred dollar gift certificate every show to this week to this time to Fountainhead Restaurant, which is an amazing restaurant. That's great. Mm-hmm. And that's Laugh and. Laugh Factory is in the Lincoln Park area. It's in Lakeview at Broadway in Belmont. Right. This is totally a flight attendant paradise. Yeah. I should just eat in my car all the time right in front of this building. We're at Lincoln Avenue. (laughs) Should we give the address? I'm scared. This is like a single guy paradise over here. Yeah, if you're, you know, 25. Or a lecherous 46-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What goes on here? I don't know. It's like a boarding school. It is a really nice, um, but yeah, I remember when I first moved here about 12, 13 years ago, it was all flight attendants and they would all go to these local bars like Halligan's and stuff and you'd see them, didn't know names, but you, you knew they were flight attendants, which made them attractive. If I were a flight attendant, I would drink all the time. Knowing what kind of animals people are on airplanes and how they, despicable and loathsome their yeah, behavior is. You get to see the worst of people. You see the people at their worst. At their absolute worst. The, the entitlement, the bad attitude, the... Fearful. There's a lot of people. Uh-huh. A lot of different... You look around that plane and it's it's just not a happy place. Unless I, you're going to Vegas, then it's pretty happy. Well, on the way there. On the way there. On the way back, it's the worst. It's, it's dead silent. Yeah. It's not even bad. Like I, On the way back, it's just super Miserable. quiet. Lots of people with uh, sunglasses on. Yeah. I remember the most recent time I flew to Vegas. It was a stopover to Boise. I was on business. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there were people drinking in the aisles. Like the second we we hit the air, like one guy brought a beer koozie. Like he, he He's can't, prepared. Yeah. Can't trust that plane to keep the beer cold. I'm going to bring a koozie on board. I that, thought that was really. I used to go to Vegas for a few different party bachelor parties and stuff like that, and. I remember that those were those the flights out there were some of the best flights ever. But coming back, uh, they're the most miserable flights I've ever been on in my life. I have never been to a bachelor party. True story. If I get married ever, I will invite you. Really? Sure. Just so we can we can break your cherry, so you can see what it's like. It's really not. (laughs) They're not all that great. I, I guess it depends on the age bracket. Yeah, at, at our age, it's really yeah. well. I'm over forty now, so if I get married, if I get married and I go to, if I have a bachelor party, there's going to be like a lot of people in the mornings, like taking medication to like not like there's not going to be Red Bull vodka. So it's going to be ulcer meds. At this age, it's like, well, you guys want to order a couple apps? Maybe yeah. some cheese. Wait, all right. So the Christmas girl's back. 
is she sending one guy away and bringing in a new? No, there's more people coming to the party. I think oh, she's a having party. a party. That's what it is. So, so far it's been six guys, one girl. The girl is dressed in red pants. This one's not as attractive as the host. She's cute. She's got the girl next door thing going on. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have different tastes. It is is a total dude fest. Yeah. So she's hosting it, and it's a sausage fest. Girls tend to invite more guys than... Why is that? Less competition. I would think. I don't know. This is fa- this is a fascinating social experiment, yeah. Paul. I like it. We, I'm, I'm going to come up with ways that I can be in front of this place more often because I've never, in, I'm never hanging out in my place ever. So that's good to know. All right. So Allende on Lincoln Avenue by Webster, uh, just a little bit north of the Orange Julius. Uh, it's a Dairy Queen only. Oh no, it is an Orange Julius oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, you can yeah. get both. You can get both. And I believe you can get a pineapple Julius. You can. Uh-huh. So. I thought it was great. The price is definitely right. Yeah. I don't feel gross. Sometimes I go for a burrito and I feel kind of disgusting afterward. I don't have that self-loathing, what have I done feeling. No. There's other options if you want that. Plenty. In fact, just keep going down Lincoln. No, even at the, if you go to Yenda, oh. you could have gotten more toppings to uh Or even to if you hang it right on Halstead up ahead, I'm sure you can be well taken care of. Yes. There's a lot of places that can ruin your night. All right. So if we want to keep up with you, Paul... We can see you on the first, as established. Yes. Um, I have a Facebook page, which is Paul F. Comedy. Um, and then I have my Twitter, which is Twitter and Instagram, which is Paul Farvar, F-A-R-A-H-V as in Victor, A-R. I've uh, spelled your name a million times. Every time I've done it, I've had to look it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you put anything Paul F. Comedy uh, or Paul Far like an effort that you make, they'll say, well, did you mean this? <laughs> so... It's pretty. It's getting there. I'm getting Googled enough where it's coming up enough from that, or, or from my music days, or from law, or whatever. So people are looking me up. So that's good. That's but right. You do law. I do do law. Yeah. Want to talk uh, law stuff? Want to talk torts? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we should have a tort session to see if, if you guys need a lawyer. You know, uh, my website is bettercallpaul.com. No, that's that's not true. <laughs> it's just Paul Farvar. You can find me there if you need a lawyer too. Towards, what do you practice? I do litigation and entertainment law, two different fields. Litigation, if you want to sue someone or you get sued, give me a call. Or um, if you have a contract from a record label and you want me to review it or a licensing deal, that's something I do as well. That's awesome. Yeah, a little of both. All right, so the websites, the social media, the live show. Is the Laugh Factory the, the, the live stuff on the calendar for right now? Yeah, all the stuff that I'm, I'm actually there on New Year's Eve too. Uh, where I'm going to be the, I think I'm the last comic of 2015 before they ring in uh, the new year. So um, I'm at Laugh Factory quite often, but if you want to see see me anywhere or see where I'm going to be in your area, that's paulfcomedy.com. I'm going to be in Vegas February 15th. It's a good time to get out of Chicago. It is. And a good go time. to the desert. I leave on Valentine's Day. I'll be there for eight days. Eight days is a long time to be in Las Vegas. I will tell you that. Do you gamble? Uh, a little bit, but uh, I try. When I'm working, I try not to, um, just because you know. Because you're not getting rich when you're yeah. getting paid to do comedy. Yeah, you don't want to lose the money that you're making by being out there, because that would defeat the whole purpose of, of a week. But um, I always give myself a hundred dollars if I'm going to be there for more than a day or so. Oh yeah, that's it. Actually, I won last year. Uh, I was there on my birthday, and I just randomly was like, "I'm going to put a dollar in a, in, in a, one of those big machines that had the the, the, the sevens." Mm-hmm. And uh, 
um, I got three sevens and I, I, mean, I got like two hundred dollars. Uh, Seems like you five. should get more. Yeah, like a, like a high five, a hug, a dancing girl. Well, it was ringing forever. I was like, wow, this is going to be great. I made and it. It was, it was like I got it was two hundred dollars, but it was still enough that lasted me for uh, for two days. There. Yeah, you're probably thinking as those bells are going off, I'm going to take my own plane back to yeah. Chicago. I don't need to fly commercial. I knew it wasn't going to be that, but I thought I would have enough to like to make it rain for at least three minutes. I've never made it rain. A bachelor party. That's when we do it. That's what, At my bachelor party, you can make it rain. We'll order some nachos and some uh, jalapeno poppers. We'll have, we'll have a yende cater it so we can, we can have the hot sauce, and then you can make it rain with the napkins at least. Maybe cobble enough money together to get a retiree to dance for us. That's fine. We could do that. That's probably what it's going to be like if I get married. It'll have. Uh, it'll be a late. All right, Gladys, come on. Yeah, we're Gladys playing the Smiths. Is... Yeah, it'll have to be the Smiths. Maybe some Kansas and Asia. <laughs> Rush. What else can we bring? I'm from okay the with 70s? Rush. I'm a big fan of Rush. Um, Bring a cougar out to a Rush song, and I'm, I'm there for that party. There's no girl <laughs> that is a, a, a huge Rush fan, unless she's from Canada. I have been to a few Rush concerts in my life, and I can honestly say all the women that were there were guests of men. You don't, you, don't, you don't see a big group of girls pouring out of the party no, bus. No, there's more women at like any sporting event right. uh, or any... Yeah, there's there's no women at a Rush concert. You don't go. You see there. more women at uh, pro boxing. Yes, or MMA oh, for matches. Sure. Yeah, anything, anything but Rush. I think, I think they know that and they they uh, they uh, they embrace it. As they you should. see more women at Dick and Mustache Con than you do yeah. at a Rush show. Yes, for sure. Or Star Wars. I would say it's Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. Star Was Wars. There girls there. Tons. But I mean, we're at a point. Can we all agree that this idea of nerd culture? doesn't really exist when star wars and avengers movies are the biggest movies at the box office nerd culture is pop culture at this point oh yeah marketing has embraced that yeah. that wasn't the case when we were younger but... certainly not no that, that was get the stuffing knocked out of you in the playground yeah. material yeah all right paul i hope you had fun thank you for i had the a duct blast tape. yeah for sure you truly saved the day you saved the podcast i did i'm it's very a Christmas resourceful miracle. yeah that's I'm, I'm here for you all right so uh, again patreon dot com slash carcone carne carcone carne is also on twitter at carcone carne carcone carne dot com uh happy holidays paul happy holidays to you james